Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, I'm Keith Arthur, and welcome aboard my Strange Boat podcast. Way back in the eons of time, well, it was August 2020, actually, when the Strange Boat first launched, my original guest was Tommy Pickering. It was an easy choice to make. Tom's just about the most enthusiastic angler I know, and has so much knowledge and experience. You might giggle in a minute, because he usually does when I'm talking about him. <laughs> At the time, we touched on his, <laughs> his involvement with development and, development and design of tackle and bait, and of course his new book, which had just come out. Now, he's just been signed up by a new tackle company. I've taken the liberty of asking him back. Welcome aboard, mate. First mate, hey, I, mate. Su- first mate I suppose, as we're on the strange boat. How's it all going? It's going great at the moment. Paul, how are you anyway? You all right? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Got over the uh, the Christmas flu and yeah. sp- looking forward to spring and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Won't uh, be long now, Paul. Won't be long. No, it shouldn't be. The, 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 uh, the nights are getting a little bit lighter now. You've been catching a few fish lately, mate, haven't you? I've been I've been doing all right actually. We, you know, Keith, we have a fantastic uh, series up here. We've got at least four that, that I'm fishing for, like bomb and feeder leagues and feeder master leagues, and and we have two we, we have two at Allcroft and two at uh, Lindholm. and uh, the great leagues. Honestly, like two and three matches every week now. We're fishing league matches, but with good attendances. You know, good 40, numbers, 50 yeah. Turning up, yeah, that's um, amazing. And it's it's absolutely brilliant, and you know what it's like it winter. You've got to draw all right. And last last few weeks, I've drawn two or three bads, but I've drawn three or four good ones. And when you're in a weight league, you just need a, a few good ones where you can get where you can get weights. And uh, uh, but so yeah, but I, I, honestly, the winter fishing up here is absolutely fantastic. And I don't even fish the the silver matches that are up here. It's a great area to be. You can fish silver leagues. You can fish carp leagues. It's you know, the amount of fishing round here, but now we've got that many leagues with fish. And you look forward to them, you actually want yeah. to get out of bed, even though it's cold and everything, yeah. and, and go and, and go and fishing. But 
No, we're very fortunate up here, Keith. It's, for match fishermen, it's the best area to be in and, and to live in. It's, it's really good, I'll be honest with you. Uh, there's no doubt about that in my mind and, and, and has been for quite some time. I mean, even before the advent of commercial fisheries, you had to chase around a little bit, but it isn't too yeah. far to get down. But but now you've got the commercials around there that you've got. I mean, there is a, a lot of excellent fishing within... Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, it's, I mean the other thing, we're not, we're not even talking about the canal and no. places like that that, you know, they've got matches on as well. You know, it, I mean, where I live here, there must be within... 20 mile radius there must be 250 commercial fisheries that's unbelievable isn't it you know besides rivers and canal and, yeah. and best canalic country and everything we just we are spoiled but now uh you know our winter fishing is it you know you, you actually want to get out of bed and go even though it's cold you think well i'll get a few pulls today and and because the leagues you want to be there anyway and yeah. i'm just having a good run this winter so Long, long may it continue. <laughs> you and your Emma too. She's not doing bad either. I finally got above it leaderboard. Yeah, so it, <laughs> it took some doing because she she won it um, this league. Uh, I think it was three years ago, and I come second to her. So I've, for three years she'd been uh, giving me some stick, and so at the moment it's took me seven matches to actually overtake her. So, but she's she's fishing really well. To be fair, yeah. she really is. We'll have to get her on here, actually. I mean, I've I've, I've thought about it lots of times, but I yeah. know how busy she is, but uh, I'm sure you'll have to have a chat with her for me and see if, oh, see well, if she'll no, come. I think she'd love it. You know, she's, you know, she's a bit like me. She can talk a glass out to sleep, so <laughs> I think you ought to fit in really well. <laughs> oh, cheers. <laughs> Does it, just as an aside, I know um, Neil used to put a lot of trout into Lindome. He doesn't do that now, does he? No, no, no. He's not done it for, oh, crikey. 15 years but I oh, think really? it, when it first, yeah I think it when it first started he wants to get it going he wants to keep bums on seats and he put a few trout in and then I think maybe the authorities caught up I'm not quite sure but uh, uh, you know, uh, I think they either stopped him or he didn't need to. And I, I don't think, think he needs to. I think it was when the F1s came along, wasn't it? Because he then got fish that would feed through the winter. Correct. And, and the amount of silverfish yeah. increased. And yes. I, I know that he was quite legally putting them in because, of course, it was a trout fishery when he, a trout lake there when he first took it out. Was it Loco, the trout lake, I think? No, it was uh, Beaches. Beaches, that's, right. that's it. I, I knew there was a trout lake there. Yeah, so he didn't do anything wrong. And, no, no. Uh, no. But, but what it was, it got bums on seats. You yeah. went and you could catch it, get a few bites. And then, just like you said, they put once the F1s took over, once they realised how important F1s were, especially in the winter, yeah. it just took advantage more than anybody else, really. And and uh, fair play to him. I mean, if, I don't know when the last time you were here, Keith, but it's an incredible place now. I mean, the, not just the lakes, but the houses and the... The caravans, it's massive. He's, he's just bought more land recently, so he's going to extend it again. So it's a great place, it really is. Honestly, you wouldn't recognise it now. Really? You're like, wow. They've got a great, you know, they've got a, a lovely tattle shop, but they've got a great restaurant there where you get a nice, you know, food and everything like that before and after. But it's like the amount of people living on site is crazy. It's, it, it, honestly, it's great. It's a great place yeah. to go now. I'll, really have to, is. I'll have to try and go there again. Time's not... Oh, to... no. If you if you went, you would go, wow. If you haven't been for five or six years, you'd be yeah. blown away, honestly. You really would. No, I, would. I like Neil as well. He's, he's and, and they're all... Aaron, they're all Yeah, good. you can have a They're all good company, with. aren't they? Yeah, they're all good yeah, company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, um, as I, I mentioned at the start, you just bought out your book, um, your, your latest book, when we spoke last time, um, yeah. but you'd also been connected for a very quite a short while, I think, with um, Dave Preston, who was Press Innovations when yeah. he developed his his Fuca bait. Well, 
How's well, that going? Well, honestly, it's absolutely well, it's typical David, isn't it? Like it's it's going to work. And uh, I mean, I've been with them just over two years now, and the same same time as my book launch, really. Yeah. And uh, we he, he rang me up and, and talked about the bait, and I I got it instantly. The fact it were for um, more for for people who can't fish pellets. And it's easy to use. You can throw it in a nookie, whereas you can't when you get a bag of pellets. And I got all that on the original start. But since then, two years ago, we've developed hook baits, flavorings, and everything to go around the Sensate flavors, which all the baits are the same flavor. And um, so it's just gone, well, it's just getting stronger as well. I mean, to say it's just one brand, it's quite incredible what it's doing. And, and I think in the last two weeks, it's advertised for two new jobs for people because he's, he's expanding bigger and bigger mm. and it's just a pleasure to be part of it really and david knows me i know david from the Preston innovation day so two years ago he asked me and i went what do you want me for anyway because you'll tell me truth you'll yeah. tell me how it is if it's rubbish you'll tell me and you know w- w- between the team we've, we've just developed it all and um and it's, well, to be honest with you, it's quite staggering how it's moved on, and it just gets bigger and stronger now because it's easy to use. And now we've done the the match flavors, uh, you know, in the pop ups and wafters and things like that. Uh, and then there's a, there's a new lot coming out probably in April. Uh, we are we with different colors and flavors, so that uh, sorry, different colors. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to make it even bigger and better and stronger. Because the biggest problem we have is when you go to most commercial fisheries, you have to use fishery pellets. Yeah. So we can't use it. We can't We can't throw it in. So we've tried to develop stuff to put the into the fishery pellets, hence the sensate flavour, so we can actually add it to the fishery pellets and then put his own updates on, and that's made a massive difference. I'm sure but, it has, yeah. You know, yeah, the typical not... David-like is, is uh, <laughs> mad inventor, we call him, and yeah. he just keeps coming out with these different things, and he's uh, at it all the time, and... Like I said, he set he set two or three new people on now. He's just advertised two new jobs, so it's going really well. And mm. and the amount of feedback we get from people catching on it is 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 brilliant, really. So yeah, it's been brilliant. Well, us match anglers, and I still class myself as a match angler, even though I've not fished a match for a very long time. No, hundred percent, you are. Yeah, we're, we're very very skeptical about anything new, aren't we? We don't like new stuff. We're prepared to try new ground bait sometimes, but to, yes. to try something as radically different as Fuca is incredible. But um, we got hold of some, as you know, you, you kindly got hold of some for me, for Get Hooked on Fishing, for our, our, yeah. our charities, our, our charity projects. And there have been many times when it's outfished maggots. No, well, Many I, times. I mean, many yeah, times. Yeah, not surprised. You'll catch the on that is- when you won't catch. You know, we have trouble. We've got millions of little rod, and 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 you might get through those sometimes when you won't get through them on a maggot. But when you can get through them on a maggot, you will definitely, definitely. We we have, and it's not a commercial fishery. Don't forget, it's they're, yeah, they're small yeah. lakes. They're not stocked with loads of carp. There's no F ones for probably twenty five miles, and and it's um. It works. We catch. Which I even caught a perch on one. But yeah, um, well, yeah, yeah, catch it, everything. It, it, it does. Yeah, it's, it, it's. I've got to say, I was, I was very impressed. And it's so. I mean, he's straight out the packet, straight on the hook. It doesn't go bad. It's, 
it gets that, a little. That, but that's the key. That's the key to it. Mm. You take it out of a bag and you put it on, and, yeah. and that and that's the thing. But the other thing that uh, d- that David and uh, Catherine wanted me to do was to uh, do teachings on videos and things like that. So it was that that were the other thing that they wanted me to do. Yeah. So when we do these videos of uh, coaching and showing and, and demonstrating, we only use Fulker Bay. We yeah. don't use hotels. No matter what, some. There's always sceptical in people. (laughs) You know, loads of people don't believe us, but it's the truth. We don't use anything else because, you know, uh, in in the video, because what's point? No point. We don't want to lie to anybody. And that's what we do. Um, But, and that was part of this. It wasn't just a case of launching the bait and showing people how easy it is to you. It was about teaching people tactics and way we fish and everything like that. So, of course, we've got Tom Scully who comes and does the filming, and he's heavily involved. So it's a great it's a great combination, really. And to be honest with you, I actually love being and working with these people. It's a, it's a pleasure, really. It really is. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I was accused many times of having nets full of fish waiting for me for tight lines and having swims yeah. reserved for yeah. a week and people throwing yeah. bait in every day. And there was, honestly, and same as yeah, you, I and I know you're as straight as I am, there was yeah. nothing I wanted less. No, same as me. I had nothing less. I hundred percent. When we go, you look at his bait trays, and and, and all we've got is Fulker bait. We yeah. don't lie to anybody. We yeah. don't kid anybody. And that and and it's exactly what you know how it comes. And what's the point? I, you know, the thing is, I'm like you. I'm dead straight. And when we go somewhere, and people ask us face to face, I don't want to lie to them. No. You, you know, can't lie. Can You're like me. Me. You can't lie. You'll tell them nothing, but you won't lie. No, exactly. 100%. No, you try and keep things to yourself. I'll never lie. I'll never lie to somebody. You no. tell them to put them off the thing. It's just not, you know, it's not in our nature, is it? You no. Know? No. No. I mean, if you tell me it were raining, I won't have to go outside and check. No. And no. vice versa. No, that's you know? right. Yeah. Now, I, I, I mean, I've known you for a very long time, certainly since probably the late 70s, I would guess. Oh, and God. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was a long time ago. And it, it was a, a real privilege for me to, to join Diver when I did, when you, you were working for Diver. And yeah. I know how heavily involved you were with the design and production of yeah. certainly, I believe still, some of the greatest match rods that were ever made. Oh. We are, a shadow of a doubt. The Purple Ranger Matra is the best rod still ever made. Yeah, I, I, and, and I, I actually believe that. And, and you know, yeah. we've both been involved with other tackle companies since. And we, both... we, we did have a good bloke up there in the bull, though, didn't cool. we? Yeah, we did have a good bloke. And I, I remember, you know, things like the 1113, which broke new ground. The, 11, the did, amorphous yeah. range, which broke new ground. Yeah. That, and, and as you mentioned, the, the, the Purple Connoisseur, which if I want a 13-foot float rod, is the first one out the bag. And I've, only, well, I've, I've got a stick float first. But I only use the waggle rod version. It, yes, it's... yeah, I, I get that, and I get. That. I think in the day, like it were, uh, uh, you know, stick floats with splice tip and everything. It, yep. were, it were different kind of fishing. It was, yeah. Uh, but the, the purple, the purple waggle rod, just well, you, you put if you put modern rings on, you could still use them blanks yeah, today. Yeah. Well, they, they've got the original silicon carbides, haven't they? And that's you know, and I know they're yeah. a little bit old fashioned, but they were. I mean, when they went on that rod, they were probably thirty quid a set. Oh, no, 100%. The problem no was silicon there, carbides. We had some great times up there. Yeah. There were certainly uh, uh, years ahead of the of the time, really. Yeah. 
Then you you went through, well, you've been through a few. You went to Preston, didn't you? you had a, a fair time Yeah, 14 years at Preston. or some yeah. great times there. And some, some um, lovely products came out from there. Then to oh, Maver. Like, you know, I, I mean, the, you know, when we, I mean, we, we really started commercial rods regarding the mini range of rods yes. and everything like that. So, uh, you know, there were great times there and uh, really well, really well. Yeah. And on to Maver and now... You're, you've you've got involved with an, a new well, it's it's not a new company, but it's a new branch of an yeah. existing company. And I, and I remember when Sonic, uh, which is I believe the parent, it's, it's not the parent. That's company, right, it is. The, yeah, the parent brand. When when Sonic first came out, there was a great deal of scepticism about that, and and they they did. Um, one, you can either do one thing or the other. You can come in like Guru have at the very top of the range of tackle, or you can come in lower down. And it's fair to say Sonic came in lower down and have gradually built up to some yeah. some outstanding quality carp tackle now. And oh, um, oh no, it were it were how it started, Keith. What it were I was sort of happy doing what I do. I want. I've had a couple of offers and I've turned them down because I didn't fancy the jobs. Mm. Uh, and I'm, because I'm 60 odd, 67 now, I, I'm almost wow. sort of semi-retired. I'll be going fishing, get my pension, I've got my personal, you know. you know. So I'd, I'm working for David. Um, I, I was really happy just going fishing. Yeah. And I had no intentions whatsoever of doing anything else in the trade. Re I really hadn't. And, and, I, and I, you know, I had 100% on that. And, um, and what happened was, uh, I got a phone call from my good friend Pascal uh, Vermelin from uh, Holland. Now Pascal was um, he was the European manager or uh, director for Preston in Europe. So I, so I knew him really well. Oh, yeah. I worked with him lo lots of times, and uh, and he rang me up. And I've, I've seen a couple of things on the thing about this new brand, and and he rang me up. He says, uh, "Would you be interested in joining us?" And I went. No, not really. I'm I'm not really bothered. I'm I'm, I'm happy doing. She says, "Well, come down and see the range." And and and, and they've got the, the trade show at Barston. And it talked to me about Sonic. I'd never really known about Sonic, so I did a bit of research, and uh, and off I went to Barston. And and even that morning, I was I was sort of oh, I'm not sure about this. I'm I don't really want any extra work. I'm happy. You're well, like me as well. It's very difficult to say no. You don't like saying no to people, do you? No, especially when I've known them for yeah. all that time and worked with them. It, I went down out of courtesy, really. But then when I walked in Barston, you know the big room, it were all full yeah. of all tattle. And I walked in and I went, wow, look at this lot. And uh, I couldn't believe it. Anyway, Pascal come over and he, he sort of, uh, we had, you know, we had a reminisce and a coffee and everything. I'm looking around. I'm thinking, some tattle in here. Anyway, I said, wait. You're going to show me around, like so. He got one at Cap to show me around Sonic, and I'm walking around thinking, Oh, that's nice, and that's nice. And I had a walk around, and, and then he then Pascal took me around the, the, the new works nitro gear. And I looked at it all and I thought, It looks nice, actually. So I says, Have you have you just put this together in six months? And he went, Yeah. And I was like, Really? I says you've been really busy. He went, yeah, I have. I've uh, been really busy, but and, and in my my brain's ticking now, as yours would have been. You know, I could, you, you you could probably imagine what I'm going through, and I'm thinking, why wow, it does look good. I'm looking right room, and I'm and I'm saying, I can't believe you've put this together in six months. But then when you th think about it, well, obviously Sonic is a big name now. It's a big turnover. Obviously, the you know a lot of the fundings come from that. So he sat down. I says, right. He says, what do you think? I went. Uh, well, you've impressed me. I said, "What? You, what? But what? 
have you got it in pipeline? And he got his phone out, his computer, and showed me some of the things that were coming out in future. And I went, wow. And straight away, I went, I need to be part of this. And he said, uh, right. And then, uh, you know, the main man, Ian McCormick, come up to me. He sat down with Pascal and he went, what do you think? I went, oh, I hate y'all too. <laughs> <laughs> and he went, and he went, and he burst out laughing. And he said, he says, does that mean you're, you're happy? I went, oh. I says, I can't. I said, I can't say no, really. He says, come on, then, let's talk money. We spoke money that took 30 seconds, and we sorted that out. And he went, right, welcome to the brand. And th- and, and honestly, it was as quick and as simple as that. And then it's funny how, how even I changed, because when I drove down, I was thinking about fishing at the weekend, and when I drove back, I was thinking about tattle development for future. And it was like... It was as simple as that. And straight away, I saw things in the show and I went to Pascal. I said, can you put that on that? And can you do that with that? And he went, yeah. And I've got them in front of me now, some of the things already that, that we've, we, you know, we've done with that show. And, and since I've, since we've joined or launched it, because mm-hmm. even though this was like six or eight weeks before Christmas, we started working straight away, even though we contract started, uh, January the 1st. Yeah. And I can honestly say I'm as excited as I am when I first joined TriCast or Daiwa or Preston. I, I really am because I can see some of the things that they sent me and what I've already got and working on for for next year is quite staggering, really. And uh, th- to be honest with you, they blew me away, honestly. And I went, oh, I can't believe I've got to start work again at 67. But I'll tell you something, I'm really excited about it. And... I didn't think I'd ever be in this position again. But I know for a fact, if I'd have said no, I would have regretted it now. Yeah. I, I would have regretted it because... Because the thing is, Keith, it's like... You all know this from being in trade, but it's like I'm, you know, I'm looking at things that I want want to do. And it, I, when I walked around that room and I saw what Sonic were doing... They can get plastic moulding. They can get uh, they can get different things made. I mean, if you sort feeds and everything that we that we're already working on for next year, it's it's quite it's staggering really how quick that they've progressed. And when I look round the room, there are a couple of people that I knew, like Dean Rothery. You probably know Dean. Yeah. Uh, you know from from Dean and uh, Nick Young. I know them and I had a chat with them, and it it actually felt like the. Preston days when David were running it. Yeah, uh, that's the feeling I got, and I went, "I'm going to be a bit daft to turn this down, really." And uh, and I'm glad I said yeah now, and uh, I'm really excited about it, you know. So, you know, with new nitro range, I've got one rod. Would you believe? I, I went up <laughs> to because uh, the base up in Blythe, and uh, and I, I and I, I says, "Can I have? Can I? Have? They've only got the samples at the moment. The stuff's not it, not coming in while uh, while middle of March." And uh, and I went, please give me something to try. It's doing me in this, and they give me a ten foot rod, uh, one of the Arzen range, and I've been. It's all I've got at all, and I've been using it, and I've won two matches with it, and had a nineteen pound cap on it. Go, and it's it's just like the Mini Plus, the original Mini Plus, yeah. which was the, probably the rod that sold commercial fishing. Yeah. Or match fishing. So in, and, that, uh, in that size, it was the it was the it broke the mold of small rods. Oh, it broke it? the Be- mold because before that they'd just been like either like pokers, 
Yes, or they've been like exactly. like the old um, Sigma wand. They've been like you know bits it's of licorice. Not hundred percent. That's what we, that's what yeah. we used. And when, when when Ricky brought this out, it were like wow, a game changer. And it's just like using that. But of course, when you actually think about it, Pascal knows all the factories. He knows yeah. all the knowledge. He knows where everything comes from. And and that's and that, so he's got all the knowledge. And it was that that sold it to me. And I went. Well, I keep calling him names because uh, I keep saying, oh, I can't believe what you, what you brought me back out of it. So I call it retirement, not retirement, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So, so is it, what is it? Is it a, I mean, I, I don't even know what's involved. All I've seen is a picture of you with with, with Pascal and, 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 and so on with, yeah. with some luggage. Well, basically... That's all I've if, seen. If you go... Anybody who's on my YouTube, if you go on my YouTube channel, and you, you go quite a bit down. I actually did a video of that day, and I show you the tackle. Oh, yeah. Thing. Uh, you can actually see that, but but that's the catalogue there. Uh, there's a, a catalogue come out, which is produced already. But anybody that wants to know a little bit more about because like I said, the stuff won't be here while, uh, while end of March, um, they can go on my YouTube channel, and if you go down, down there's a link, and, and it's for... It's for Sonic and Nitro, which I took on that day, and it shows you the tackle and everything like that. But they've got rods, reels, nets, luggage, you know, all kinds of things. So but it's a whole range. Step. Oh, yeah, no, they've got a great the, range. The entire range, ready. blimey, yeah. And that's what I was saying to Pascal. I can't believe you've done this in six months, but it, it were like, uh, it, it, I shouldn't be surprised because, like I said, he knows all factories, he knows where to go. But if you've seen, if you, and then I, I went up to, because the, the, the base in Blythe in, above Newcastle, Mm. And I went up there last week, and uh, he he was there, and he showed me lots of things that were coming out, and some of the new ideas that are coming out they've never been done before, and uh, it'll, be, it'll be quite interesting. In fact, they have a saying: you, you don't know you needed this until you've seen it, and and that's true. I used to go uh, to a shop in Kingston called Class Olsen. It's closed down now, but it was the shop where you went into, and that's all you saw: stuff that you didn't realise you needed. Yeah. You know, yeah. balls of string and, 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 and weird things. Oh, that'll come in handy. And, and I've got loads of stuff with Class Olsen on it that some of it I've used. 500 cable ties of various different sizes. All that kind of stuff. A tenner. <laughs> oh, I'll have that for a tenner. It's, but so. Yeah, but, it, yeah, but pe people like me and you can spend days in places like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. It, yeah. That, that's what it's about, isn't it? You know, yeah. looking for stuff you, you've not seen before. I think that's great. Is Nitro going to be a brand or is it going to be a range? So in other words, you've got the Nitro rods, there are 17 rods in the range and they're all based around that standard. So you've got you know, carbon and this and that and pushing tips and different guides and real seats. Or is it like, for example, say, say the, the diver range where you've got a 1999 rod for somebody and a yeah. 499 pound rod for another another somebody. Well, it will be. It's going to be so. I'm sure it's going to be its own brand within you know within the company. But to start with, it's going to be affordable. Yeah. Um. What what the the, the policy is? Look, if we're going to have a 50 pound rod, we want it to be the best 50 pound rod on the market. That's mm. that's the idea. You know, there's nothing going to at this moment in time. There's nothing going to be. Expense. I mean, every one of their rods at the moment is, is under a hundred pound, mm. right? And the one I've been using and catching on that I think is is really good is eighty five pound. Mm. So that's that's the kind of market. So what they're trying to do is make it all affordable uh, at, at the moment. I don't yeah. think that they're going. They're looking to go into the three, four, five hundred pound moles. Right. Um, <coughs> but 
I'm not saying that won't happen eventually, but there'll always be the affordable, uh, affordable tattle. Yeah, uh, and that's the idea. But the the, the motto is almost right. If we have a fifty pound rod, we want ours to be the the best fifty pound rod on the market. We're not. We don't want to copy out. We want to do it. We might find some of the people do, but we want to put his own own uh, thing onto that. You know, so uh, adjust it to make it different. Like like some of the things I've already seen. Because at the end of the day, you know, a rod's a rod, a reel's a reel. You know, feeders are feeders. You've just got to make them a little bit different and, yeah. and work a little bit. Because one of my one of my things is, uh, I think there's lots of things wrong with with feeders. Yeah, I see lots of feeders on the market, and I go, I don't get all of them. I don't quite get them. So already we've I've, I've been putting an influence into, like he showed me a range of feeders, and straight away I've gone, no, they're not right. You need to do this. You need to do that. So we're all working to, together with that and I've sent them a, a design that I like and things like that. But we want everything to be affordable. We don't want it to be top of the range. We want, we want good... Uh, I know it's easy to say to have as uh, good a quality as, as you can at the price, but the motto is, if there's a £50 rod, we want it to be the best one. Hmm. I've got a small problem with that kind of, of, of theory in tackle because... Um, when you think about, I go, go back to when I was working in a tackle shop. Yeah. Go back to the late 1970s when we first got acquainted. And, um, you know, I could sell a rod and a reel and the profit on that would pay half of my week's wages. Yeah. Now I'd probably got to sell 10 yeah, rods yeah, and reels. I, I, I get that totally. To pay yeah. half my week's wages. And there are possibly less customers then than there are now yeah those those less customers have definitely got more tackle yes i mean i've not been to white acres for a few years but when i went to white acres i used to go there and i fish i used to fish as a guest their silver pool matches which are for people that have never won a match have never won a section at white acres never won a lake at white acres and i'd be stepping over 10 top kits Oh, oh no! And, and yeah, five yeah. feeder rods made up. Yeah, and and I've, yeah. I've not been down there for since probably 2013, 2014. So it's a long time since. I went. And and when when I was when we started match fishing, we had two float rods and a feeder rod for if it was flooded. No, hundred percent. Oh no, no. When, when we <laughs> yeah, we had two twelve foot Normarks or thirteen foot tricars or whatever, and that was our tackle. That was our kit. When, when we were World Championships in Italy, nineteen eighty five, had two rods set up. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I had. Now, how, how many rods did you have set up the last time you fished a feeder international? Oh, well, you'd, you'd you'd have eight or something like that. And that's just feeder fishing. Yeah, but no, you you'll go to Lindholm as an example uh, on a club match, and it's like a hurdle place yeah. jumping yeah. over. There's that yeah. much. Oh, it's staggering how much kit anglers take now. It's, it's so, staggering, really. So there's definitely each angler now, or the average angler. Even people that have never fished a match, you know, it was one carp rod, two if you were lucky. Now a set is three. It's yeah. three, three rods, three. So the, the number of anglers that there, however many there are, are, are definitely buying more tackle. So I can 100%. see that. But you've still got to get a lot of people walking through the door to yeah. pay because your rent's not going down. Your taxes ain't going down. Oh, we no, all know no, what's happening to lighting yeah. and heating bills and refrigeration costs yeah. and everything. It's more and more difficult for tackle shops to stay open. And one of the reasons for that, I think, is that tackle is ridiculously too cheap. Yeah, I, I, I exactly see where you're coming from. People. I went past a bike shop the other day. They had one in the window that was nine grand. Yeah. 
for a push bike. Yeah. It didn't have electric on it. Yeah. It was only a push bike. Well, it, it wasn't only a push bike. It was, you know, it was quite a special <laughs> one. But it, was, yeah. it wasn't like one they use in the Olympics. It was yeah. nine grand. And you see yeah. people yeah. riding down the road. And again, people are prepared to spend more yeah. money on it. But in these times, it's a good idea to have stuff that is um, available at reasonable prices, providing people will buy enough of it. And that's that's the crux, isn't it? And, 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 that's, the, and that's exactly the crux. But that's that's what they tell me. Uh, I mean, I mean, I've got, I mean, cracking all of in there two minutes. Uh, but that's that, that's the motto. And everything that I've seen, and everything that brought out, what I've seen, is I mean, I've seen all everything else, and it it, it all looks good. It yeah. looks, you know, but it's for me, me personally, right? I, I, it's the it's the like the mouldings and the feeders and yes. everything that's going to. Come. That's the important, I, I, and those things have gone up in price. Yes. You know, a feeder used to be half a crown, or well, it wasn't even that. A feed, yes. a pint of maggots used to be this much, and 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 that's the difference. And it's the sundries that people are prepared to invest more on. I, I, think, I, and, I think I think you're dead right there. And when you you've know, got I, stuff that's good, um, that's functional, that's practical, then people will buy. I mean, I remember designing a feeder based on the original. Do you remember the original Drenham feeder link with a bit of line and two swan shot? Yes. Running through the middle of it. Yes. Well, I, I developed a feeder for that. I got Thamesley to make me weights to go on the bottom. I put power gum through the middle of it to keep the top on, uh, to yeah. keep the, the cap on and a swivel on the top. So you could, like a quick change, you could flick your finger to open it, you put the magazine, and it cast like an arrow because it had the weight on the bottom. It had the weight on the bottom. And Pete Drennan and phoned me and said, what's these, what's these feeders you got, Keithy Arthur? So I told you, I want to see you up here. So I went up there, and soon after that, the carp feeders came out. You know the ones with the Aussie, like the Aussie bomb shaped thing on the bottom. Yes, and, and yeah. that was based on this. And I, I actually, I was very generous. I took him up twenty five in a box that I'd made, and the the I had a bead on the top, and the beads were colour coded for the weight of the lead on the bottom. Right. So you you could swap you could swap size of feeders, the three different sizes of feeder links. But the you knew that it was a one ounce because it had a red lead on the top, right. and you knew it was a, a three eighths ounce because it had a, a, a bead on the top. It because it had a white bead on the top. So yeah, that was that was. Um, it's that, quite inter- It's quite interesting you said that because I don't think a lot lots of people, especially people nowadays, don't realise how much time we spent on making his own equipment, oh, floats, yeah. feeders, and everything like that. I mean, you know, we did. We spent hours and hours making tackle. And I don't think people realise that. And, and, and I was telling a story the other day with we, uh, we Dennis, we, we met his own stick floats and his wagglers mm. and everything like that. And uh, we, like you said, we spend hours wickling them down with you know, with yeah. sandpaper. And and, uh, and he come in at Dennis and he said, uh, let's have a look at them new floats I've made. And I gave him, I think I, there were six. And he looked at them all and snapped them all in half. <laughs> and I, 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 I nearly bust into tears. I went, what are you done that for? They're rubbish. <laughs> Raffy says they're no good, so they're not putting them in the box. And I went, yeah, but I spent a week on them. And he went, I don't care. They're not putting them in the box because they're rubbish. Start again. Yeah. And I went, and, you know, I learned a great lesson that day. Every time you met any floats, don't show them dead. Don't show- <laughs> <laughs> well, there's two reasons to. One, either he'll break them like he, or he'll nick them. Yeah. Oh, no, no, listen. <laughs> He would never nick him because there were nobody made better floats than Dennis. Than Dennis, that's right. He yeah. was he, yeah. honestly. He 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 was the 
master at it, and I want so good. And he just snapped him. I never told him after that again. (laughs) (laughs) But when you talk about innovation, innovation, I was looking at something um, today that came up on on a Facebook page where a a, a very nice angler from from the Northampton area, rugby area, has recently passed away. And, And he was sort of a pioneer of the original method fishing. He, he didn't invent the method feeder. Um, we, we, we'll put that down to, well, the method was sort of a bit Dave Huff and, and a bit Andy Finley. And, yeah. and that, but the original, he said, you can only make these on the MSTAT frame feeder, which is what all the methods started with. They all started yeah, yeah. with the MSTAT frame feeder. And, yeah. and I've written about this, but there may be the odd person listening that doesn't know this. MSTAT was Mickey M and Kenny Statton. Two mates right. of mine, and they developed a feeder for fishing a lake that was four foot of water and ten foot of silt. And right. if you used a conventional feeder, it just buried in the silt, so right. no ground bait had come out. So they made copper wire feeders, copper tube feeders. They made right. in in that the heart shape like the M stat is, so you could mould ground bait round it. And as you wanted the ground bait to be soft enough to come off when it hit the water. Yeah. So the ground bait came off when it hit the water and the lightness of the frame sat on top of this fine layer of silt. Wow. They then went to Bobby Gleed of Thamesley Tackle. You'll remember Thamesley. Yeah. Well, they were based in East London. They were based in Queensbridge Road in Dalston. And they went to, Mickey M was very, he he managed one of the Dell shops. Dell was a Battersea. They had a branch in Nunhead, which is Peckham. And and Mickey was the the manager of that. And he was good mates with Bobby Gleed. They fished together and had done for years. So he went to Bobby and said, what do you think of these feeders? He said, they're great. He said, I can make them in this. And they made them in thermoplastic. The stuff they were making plastic electric kettles out of at the time. Didn't break. Couldn't break them or anything. Right. And he made them with the lead in the front, three different sizes of lead in the front, swivel on the top. And Mickey got, Mickey and Kenny got a penny or tuppence or whatever it was yeah. from everyone that was sold. And then the method feeder, the, all the method feeders we use today that are that heart shape all come from Yenstap frame feeder, which wow, came out really? probably... 1982, 83, yeah. something, 81, something wow. like that. Well, there were copies coming out of India in 1984. So right. it, it was, yeah, they, they, they all came from that. And that's innovation. They had a problem. They solved it by making a feeder that would carry that small amount of bait, dissolving ground bait, that as it hit the water, the ground bait just came off and the feeder sunk down. But because it was so light, it just it sat, sat on, on top, top of the weed. And, and from that, came the MSTAT, from that came Dave Huff in his garage at Leicester and, and the, the um, hook link on elastic that wasn't running through the feeder. Then the fin stuck it through the feeder and then so it went from there. So you talk about innovation innovation and designing things, that's exactly, that's, that's lost a bit now because what is there new to make? Well, you've obviously found stuff for Nitro, but what is there new to make? Well, well it's very difficult. I mean, you know, I don't. There's not so much. I mean, I'll be honest with you. These have got one or two little ideas that I've never seen. I tell you what, the other thing I picked up the other day, Tom, when I when I went to um, North Aller to to get on fishing lakes in, in Ealing, um, in the winter, bread punch is devastating, like it is in so many places. And yeah. I took some liquidized bread and a couple of slices, and just, I use one of the standard three meter poles that we use get give people that that to start fishing or the the, the yeah. youngsters we have there, and. Um, I'd forgotten my bread punch. And I thought, it must be a bread punch here somewhere because we get loads and loads of tackle donated to us. And I went through it and I found an Abbey bread punch. 
Do you remember what? that? They, it was like a metal body. Yeah. With four heads that screwed in. Yeah. Brass heads that screwed. I found one of those. How old was that then? And well, it, it's I'll tell you, it's certainly older than the mid 1970s. We were selling them in the mid 1970s, and wow. I always thought they were called the Abbey Bread Punch because I wonder if someone from the Abbey Hay Club invented them. Because you remember the old maybe, Abbey Hay yeah. Club? Maybe, they yeah. used a lot of bread. May have been that. But anyway, from that, I designed the first ever bread punches that Drennan produced. Really? Do you remember the blue plastic ones that yes. came four in a in a plastic bag? I do, yeah. I, I designed those for Pete Drennan. They were designed with certain criteria. So the bottom of the, the, the bottom end, end of the bread punch fitted into the palm of your hand when the yeah. point was between your two fingers at the top. So it, it was very easy to use. It had the slot down the side. That's so right. You didn't, I asked so. So you didn't blunt your hook. That everybody had them. Mate. They, Pete sold millions and millions of them. Million, no, I, I, yeah. I, I had some of them because in old days when I used to do a bit of bread, Punch fishing. They were the ones that we had. So now, I didn't hang, know you designed them. Hang, hang on, hang on, hang on, Tommy Pickering. You once told me you never used bread, and the first time you were convinced to use it on the Leeds and Liverpool Canal, the first fish you caught was a pike. Am I right or wrong? No, right? nearly. <laughs> yeah. You're 100% right, but I probably had them red punches there. It was the third fish I caught. I caught, I caught half an ounce roach. Next cast I caught an half an ounce roach. Third cast I caught an half an ounce roach, which a pike took. <laughs> that's all that. That's the first time I ever put bread punch on. Yeah. And I probably use them bread punches that you designed. <laughs> yeah, and that was... One pound one, I think it was. It was fourth in zone at Leeds and Liverpool. I can't believe you remembered that. That's oh, I don't forget. Yeah. There's, there's, there's some things... I mean, people send me pictures. Oh, do you remember this match? You went, no. I don't even remember going to that place. Yeah. And, 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 and yet, but I, I, I always remember you telling me about the like like Dennis once we had Dennis as a guest on Tight Lines and I started to talk to him about the Lancaster Canal and he went oh I'm going no more to Preston and <laughs> and, and I remember that phrase exactly oh I'm going no yeah. more to Preston no exactly. no we're not, not going there again. No, we just, I remember that we went up once and said, no, we're not coming back here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was where if you had 10 rough, you'd had a good day. Oh, so, crikey, yeah. It were, it were a long ride and all. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so and, and it's horrible going horizontally across the country. It's not very good going up and down, but going horizontally, it's a nightmare. Well, to go to Lancashire, you've got to keep renewing your passport anyway, aren't you, <laughs> So, So, just go back to Nitro. So, yeah. is it... Line, hooks, floats, all kinds of sundries. It'll be everything. More hardware. Right. No, everything. We're going to to try and do everything. But initially, for the first couple of years, it's all based around feeder fishing. Oh, right. Gotcha. Right. So so we want to be, to get it launched, to get it going, it's going to be a feeder brand. And then then, uh, eventually it'll move into other side of fishing. But eventually, at the moment, it's going to be like a feeder brand. When you look at all our equipment, it's all based around feeder fishing uh, and general fishing, feeder fishing yeah. and general fishing. And then eventually I'm sure that they'll move into pole markets and everything like that. It, that's that's real common sense because, first of all, feeder fishing is growing faster than float fishing and faster yes. than pole fishing yeah. because of the new competitions that are coming out. There's no doubt yeah. about that. Secondly, I see more – I'm on a, a, a Facebook group called Old Codgers. I know right. I don't qualify for age. No, you're not um, for that. A youngster in it, like, so. Well, no, I'm not, actually. But there's people in it are 40 or down there, old codgers, I have no idea. <laughs> but, but when you see it, there's a few people that float fish, 
But the vast majority of them fish the bomb and they yeah. fish the feeder. They fish yes. the methods that have been developed and designed around the method feeder, about yeah. the new bomb pop-up, speedies, wafters, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. But they're, yeah. they're all, not all, but a large number of them are fishing like that. So to get specially designed um, feeder rods at a reasonable price is, is certainly... Um, a good market to aim at. Yes, it's, it's a sensible market to aim at as yeah. well because I mean it's going to be you know a, a European big European brand as well. This, oh, right. and of course feeder fishing in Europe just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. So, so they're going to start off on that and see where it goes. But the, the, the first couple of years it's going to be feeder bomb fishing, that style of fishing, general fishing. That's what yeah. it's going to be for, for the type of waters that general people fish, which are nowadays either club waters that have got plenty of fishing, yeah, or commercial fisheries. And, and that that is, the, I mean, I can walk down the Thames here. And the Thames is 300 yards from my front door. Well, it's, it's about 250 yards at the moment because there's quite a little bit of water coming down it. But it, 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 it's, it's close to my at high tide. It's, it's even closer yes. to my front door. But I, I'm trying, I don't walk along it that often, but I think I've seen one angler down there this year. It's, it's a great point, Keith, because where I live, I've got 50 mile of canal. Stainforth and Key being Yule Junction, yep. and you can get in your car tomorrow and drive down there. And if you see five anglers, that's mm. as much as you'll see. Mm. And if you go on, if you go to Lindholm, there'll be 150. If you go to Bank End, there'll be there'll be another hundred. You know, a fisherman, and and that's that's what it's about. So that's what that's what you have to cater for. Yeah. It's just what it is. It's just, yeah. it's just whether you like it or not, it's a different matter. But that's what it is. Yeah, you know, when when we always. Um, Roy Marlow and I to to um, blunt the effect of our drive from Miami to Key West every year, a drive we did for some time, which was like a four hour drive through the rush hour leaving Miami and then down into the dark, into the Keys. We would spend our time thinking of companies as long firms, companies that you'd set up to lose money. And right. Making stick floats would be one of those, wouldn't it, at the moment? 100%. <laughs> no, you know. I mean, the thing is, if you are... If you like, you go on Trent it's somewhere. I got I got Trent a lot it's summer now, and I can remember. I'm trying to think who it was. He walked the whole match, and there were 110 on the match, and he walked all match, and he saw one stick float rod mm. set up, and that was Wayne Wayne Swinscoe, and he was the only angler that had a stick float set up, and that's on the Trent. Yeah, that's, and, and that, that would have been feeder and pole all the rest. No, that's exactly what it was. You fish for yeah. you fish for some areas bring some barbel, and then you fish for these days either on a, on a feeder or on a pole. Yeah. And one person he said, "I've only seen one stick float to, uh, rod set up, and that was Wayne Wayne Swinscoe, yeah. and he was pegged below me, and he smashed me up on it." <laughs> but there's, but there's no disgrace of being smashed up. No, away, no. Is no, no, especially on a stick float. Me. No. Yeah, and that's true though. Once, so you're quite right. You're quite right that. Um, uh, it's and it is, but uh, but but I tell you something, Key. I, I, you know, I mean, I know you used to come up with Trent. The Trent, oh, I've just fell in love with Trent again. Yeah, it's it's like it's just in summer. I've got Trent now. You can't believe how many fish are in it, yeah. and it, you can't believe how how different it is. And you can any species. It's it's just fantastic. It really is. It's an awesome awesome river. But it, there's nobody it, fishing it now, no, apart no. from an odd barbel angler. It, it just shows though that anglers don't always know as much 
as the experts because in 1990, just after 1990, when the river started going clearer and clearer, the power stations had been turned off, the flow changed, every, everything changed. We were saying, that's it, the trench finished, the fish can't survive yeah. in this clear water, the cormorants yeah. will eat them all, this yeah. will come along, there'll be millions of pike, there'll be this, there'll be that. Yeah. And the EA said, wait, yeah. just wait, because the Trent will be a better river when it stops relying on sewage being pumped in and, what, and, and what, hot water what? from the power station. It yeah. will turn into a better river. Everybody's like, no, no, it won't. We did, and yeah, we did. We'll stock millions of barbel up at, up at the top end, Newton, Solney, around there. They've virtually gone now. The barbel are all lower down and, and we know why there's well there, there are several reasons why there's lots of barbel, lots of barbel there but the dace fishing the 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 chub i've seen I've, i saw someone i think it was swino doing a film on the for, for drennan on the waggler at, at um shelford yeah and almost every chuck he was catching a 10 inch chub i i don't i ain't seen many chub like but uh, well, he, he was catching right. Chub, you know, the old, the little bit, well, the size that we started catching in sort of the mid-80s, early 90s. He was catching them. Right. On a side of his, great ten foot though. deep on the waggler, catching these chublets that, you know, they're, they're coming back and all now. So well, there'll be everything well, well, there. If they, it, well, if they come back, that'd be awesome because I'll tell you something, it, 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 it is, a, it's, the river is just fantastic. You know, if you go to rivers in, in like Calder and Air, where I live, you you believe I'm fisher in them. Yeah. Same here. It's, it's exactly staggering. The same here. Yeah. It's absolutely. I mean, all all the old river lads still still go to these uh, these areas, and like Dennis, that's where Dennis cousin Hobson and people like that still. And Arles ringing me up, and it's even taught me into going up a few. And I love the. I just love it. <laughs> so now it's it's summer where I do. I go on rivers and a few a few commercials. And when it gets to October, I just go to go on commercials. Yeah. We, like I said to you before, we've got a great circuit round here. Yeah. I don't have to do any travelling. I don't have to go far, and it, you know I can have my choice of whatever style of fishing I want to do. If I want to catch a barbel, I can go catch a barbel. Just fun, just awesome. That really is. Two packs of two packs of Fuka bait in your bag, and you're off. Oh, it's got me Fuka bait in my bag, and <laughs> me. <laughs> um, we mentioned Emma right at the start, and I will. I'll, I'll, I'll give Emma a, a, a call, and we'll, we'll get her on here one week. That'll be that'll be really good to talk to. I've not spoken to her for a I long time. I think she'd time. love that, Keith. To be honest, is she, is she still with the Woody Worms? No, no, no. She left Willy Worm. She she Did got you? a job in in town now. She works in in town, so she left. Uh, oh, I don't know, six eight months ago now. So it was just a travelling and everything. It was yeah. just especially with, with Katie having a young kid, and it just she just finished up having to get a job in town. I think she misses being in trade, but uh, end of day, like it, it, it took like forty minutes to get home and yeah. through traffic, and it was just a nightmare for her. So, but she's all right. She's fishing really well, and Excellent. Uh, she's she, she loves this Tuesday league. She she loves it, yeah. and uh, and we're having a right battle at the moment. And let's hope we can finish first and second. But obviously, you know, I want to be to like I, I can't stand it again because I've just had three <laughs> years of it. So, but, you, you, but she's got. But the thing is, I'll tell you what. What's really good about her is we're always talking about it. We're always swapping ideas and and and, and ringing each other up during match and things like that because we really want to finish first and second. It does mean a lot to us and uh, oh, yeah. uh, and it's uh, you know, uh, but she's fishing really well. She's got it sorted really well. She's helped me out quite a bit this winter with different things and we're fishing it very similar as well because we're we've got each lake sort of uh, each lake now fishes a bit different and we've got it we've got it almost to a tee. 
mm. and we know exactly what we're doing when we're going to pave. Our tactics are really working at Lindholm at the moment really well. And it's because, we you know, we just bounce off each other and it yeah. works uh, working well. Um, you've just mentioned Cady. She she wasn't a fishing for a while. Is she still into football? Was she playing for the Bills? Cady? Yeah. She's football deaf, mate. Yeah. She's foot, Honestly, she, she plays at under-15s, under-16s for Donny Bells. Yeah. And she's, uh, she's honestly, she's football crackers. She's got, she trains every night on her own. She goes to the gym. And uh, she, oh, credit to her. Go, go watch her play. It's fantastic. It really is. She's, that's all she does. Every night she's kicking a ball and training and doing different things. And uh, I got her one of them for Christmas. I got her one of them packs that they have uh, uh, with batteries. So it registers at your movements and everything. Really? And she analyzes <laughs> it on computer and everything like that now. And oh, she's honestly, she's football daft. Yeah, she's a right back, so she she's a oh, she? she's a full back. But I keep telling her I think she could move into midfield, but of course she don't want to. She's happy being a right back, so yeah. Um, Pepper, Pep's putting him into midfield now, though, isn't he? Pep, Pep's right back now, plays in midfield. Whoever yeah, he's well, got in the team, same well, as team, same as at Arsenal now. They've got the, they've got the left back playing at midfield. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, yeah. Well, yeah, anyway well, um, where we're on about uh, football, what, what about your team, Crikey? Well, I was, uh, yeah, but they're doing all right. There's no, we're, we're okay at the moment. They're doing doing pretty good, playing some really lovely football. But you, you're now missing Bielsa Ball. Oh, I miss him. I really, I, you know, I really, really miss the bloke. And uh, what I did for our club were quite staggering. And you know, we'll never forget him. And uh, but I, I just, I mean, the thing is now, I think, I think some clubs and like that's probably one. You got to look at look at football are different. When Bielsa go at Manny, we used to go. And it was just exciting. Yeah. You know, we, you know, you don't always win. It's hard to always win. But the football was just exciting. You're like, so you know, fast. you're going to win 5 4 or lose 5 4, oh. but it didn't matter. So much energy and, and, and pace incredible. in the team. It was incredible. I mean, I went I went fishing with, uh, with Liam Cooper, uh, Cooper, Captain Fantastic, a lead yeah. the other week. He, he wanted to catch it because a fisherman and he wanted to catch a river barbel. And we went on track and we got him one. And he lost one as well. And I got talking about it, and uh, it's and and he mentioned like he says, unbelievable how fit the players used to be. He says yeah. uh, it, it's it's incre- incredible how how fit and energised they used to be. And uh, uh, I'm not saying every player would would like that, but by God, the fans just absolutely adore the yeah. bloke. You can and, see it, uh, yeah. Uh, but it was exciting. You wanted to go to the games, and what I didn't want to be were uh, in a club that's like. Boring all the time, and just you know, just trying to help ball so you don't concede goals, and you know. But anyway, it's what it is. Yeah, you're right. And and you know, I've, I've watched your team still playing some nice stuff. There's no getting. Yeah, no, 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 no. Jesse's couple of good players. Play I like. I, I, I rate that Aronson lad. I think he's uh, he's he's a very very good. Yeah, get player. your eyes if you're not having him. <laughs> oh no, I, th- I think we're all right. I think uh, Mr. Sacker's okay, and and we now yeah. Emil Smith Rose back as well. We get we're getting the firm. Yeah, Gabby you, Martinelli. We, yeah, we're we're doing all right. I think I think we'll survive without Max. Yeah, Harrison. you'll do we'll all try. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, so apart from Nitro, what else is coming up? You got any more big things planned on the horizon, fishing wise? Yeah, we, well, crack up. Honestly, my fishing. I'm, I mean, honestly, I thought I'd be retired and everything now, but. There's, um, I've got two Masters World Championships. Provided I get selected, like, we'll get selected. But, it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking the float one and the feeder one. The feeder one's in South Africa in later on in the year. And then, of course, there's uh, 
There's the Freestyle Feeder World Championships, uh, which we haven't put a team in the last two years. And, uh, and That's methods and everything, not just yeah, the open end feeders more like with ground bait. Yeah. World Championships, which are not yeah. allowed in the, the normal feeder one. So yeah. the, the, there were people, they actually put nominations out for manager for that. So I nominated for that and I'm waiting to hear when I've got an interview for that. So uh, because I'm not prepared to let it not go ahead, I, no. I want it to go ahead. I prefer if somebody else was the manager uh, because I've got to be realistic. I'm 67 and, it, you know, we need some young young managers coming through. Uh, but I don't know whether anybody else nominated, so, I've, so I nominated just to make sure that we get a team put get in team, this year. Yeah. Yeah. And it's in and Spain. It's in, you know, it's near Valencia where I've, I've been a few oh, times. Lovely, so I know yeah. really well. So I'll see if I get that job or so. And I know how much you love and admire South Africa and, and, and the people and the fishing there. I yeah. know how, how well, keen you are on South well, Africa. Well, that's where the Masters feed is. Yeah, I think, that's right. Personally, I think it's too early for yeah. we've been the second one. I, sh- I think it should have been the fourth or the fifth because there's nobody, you know, South Africa deserved the World Championship more than any other nation because without mm. them, it wouldn't be called a World Championship. World Championship, But right. I do think the second one, it should have been fourth or fifth. I think we need to establish it first. But it ain't, so we're going. <laughs> <laughs> a bit more but, uh, infrastructure. Well, that's that's all exciting, mate. So at um, at, at sort of retirement age, you're 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 doing all right. You're keeping up there. Oh, you're keeping keeping I'm up with the youth again. Steam <laughs> ahead again. So, but anyway, it's what it is. The, the trouble is, I, I'm like you. Right? I'm very. I, I, I think me and you're quite similar in lots of ways. If you see a nice, like uh, something, you think oh, I like that. You, you go, oh, I've got to do that. I've, I've got to take part. And, and and I don't think we'll ever retire because we're that, that way inclined. Yeah. Uh, we can't say no if we see the right opportunity that's going to, one, one, promote the sport. I think we've yeah. always wanted to, you know, we Absolutely. look after ourselves, we, you know, end of day, we, yeah. we, we don't do things stupidly. But I think if we can see something that we can promote the sport and help, then we'll do it. And uh, and and we just can't say no to it. And, and yeah. But, I think at our age we can pick and choose now and pick the right opportunity, and 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 you know I'm I'm working with David at Folker, I'm working with Pascal and Ian now at Sonny, and I think I've got two great opportunities to yeah. promote you fishing have, and, and, yeah. and help, and, and and I think that's I'm really excited about it all. Fantastic. Well, as ever, mate, it's been a real privilege and a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, it's and, always um, a pleasure with you, mate. And, you know, and, and we'll do it again. We'll do it again. No doubt. Maybe when the um, the new range comes out. Oh, 100%. And if, if you ever need anything, mate, you know you know where I am. You're a star. Yeah, no, you are, <laughs> mate. Cheers. Well, give my love to uh, to Emma and, and the rest of your family, Thomas and, and, and the rest of the gang. And, um, and I'll get to see you sometime soon, I hope. I can't wait, mate. My real privilege, Tom. No, Thanks so much, privilege. mate. Thanks very much for asking me, Keith. It really means a lot to me. Thank You're you. You're welcome. My thanks to Tommy for joining me again on The Strange Boat. Hopefully I'll find another reason to have him back soon. And thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. If this is your first trip aboard, please like, tell your friends and subscribe. When you do, you'll never miss another cruise and you'll be able to listen to our entire back catalogue. I think it's 30 odd shows now. That's it from me this time, but I hope to welcome you back soon. So for now, it's cheers and tight lines. Podcast Network.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.